0: You're listening to The Electric Chair, a show produced by 88.1 WKNC and hosted by The Saw. The following introduces metal artists and their work, and for more, you can follow WKNC on Tumblr and SoundCloud. The following contains profane language. Listener discretion is advised what's up butcher crew welcome to the saw's butcher shop i am your host your master butcher the saw and welcome to the electric chair where i put my guests in the hot seat today on our first episode i am here with rain rumple what's going on man
1: nothing much just uh, enjoying the nice weather inside this nice ac conditioned uh room feels good it's, uh,
0: it's hot outside, man. It's
1: very hot outside, so I'm very glad to be inside today. We wear
0: black too much. We gotta, we gotta be inside. That is true. That is true. That is very true. So, speaking of black, it goes along with metal mm-hmm. band merch. Definitely. And you are in how many metal bands?
1: I'm in three currently. Three.
0: Yes. Can you name them?
1: Yes. I play drums in all these bands. Uh, I play in Nuclear Desolation. I play in Everyone Must Die. And I play in Ozai. Awesome. So,
0: where are those bands located? Are they in? Are they all in North Carolina?
1: They are all are in North Carolina. Yes. Um, Ozai is in Charlotte. They're uh, more of like uh, progressive metal type stuff. Um, and uh, Everyone Must Die is uh, from Hickory, and they're more along the lines of like Be Down and and uh, death metal in those sort of veins. And uh, Nuclear Desolations sort of all over the place with like uh, death metal. Beat down, grindcore, just kind of taking all directions and, and doing everything.
0: So with metal, how did you get into metal? Because it's a very like special type of music. So yeah. how did you get into it?
1: Um, so pretty much uh, it really, honestly formed out of um growing up uh, in a household with both my w- both my mom and my dad listening to um metal and and just um kind of getting me into those bands at an early age. I do remember my dad telling me about one time that my sister was doing some sort of project for elementary school and wanted to see how different music affected me. And uh, um, I remember one time that uh, I think she said that like, I was I was crying and, and and then like Metallica was put on and then I stopped crying and I listened to Metallica so I guess I mean as cliche as that sounds I think start. that that's just like the basis of everything and I know that I know that you know Pantera definitely had a huge influence on on my direction of, of sound and the the intensity of of music mm-hmm. you know just metal as in general is just very intense like you said you know so I think, that kind of started the, the vision for what I wanted to do Mm. and what I wanted to become Mm -hmm. as far as the music goes.
0: So would you say that Pantera was one of the bands that influenced you to like make music? Absolutely. Far Beyond Driven was like
1: the principal album and like I have five albums that um, inspired me to play music Mm -hmm. and that is definitely like at the top. What are the other ones? Um, Yeah, I'll just go through all five. Um, So like I said, first first one's definitely uh, Far Beyond Driven by Pantera, because, you know, that's just intense. It's just like nonstop from the first track until the end, you know, and then they got the mm-hmm. Black Sabbath cover at the end. Um, and, and, and that was just super intense. I remember loving it from the start. Uh, second album is uh, there's this band, this groove rock band that kind of has like Christian sort of influence, mm-hmm. yeah. but they don't really market that way. It's uh, they're called Kings X. Okay, and they have this album called Dog Man, and I just remember listening to that in in my dad's old uh, dark blue Toyota truck, just every morning going to going to school, and uh, the the title track was just something that um, I still listen to like like at least once a week, like to this day because oh, it's wow. just, they're they're just like so heavy with groove, and and they just yeah, I think that. That's one of the things that I just loved so much was how you can have such a heavy genre of music, but also just be so groovy. Yeah. And so listening to that entire album with with that song and cigarettes on that, and it's just like amazing, amazing from from front to back. Um, third album is uh, mesmerized by System of a Down.
0: Oh, obviously. Once again, from, yes.
1: From start to finish. You 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 have albums that like. You can listen to all the way through, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what the next song is, yes. and you're just like getting hyped, and you're yeah. like, yeah, just doing all that. Like that is that album for me, mm-hmm. from start to finish. What's once your again. favorite
0: song off that album? Um, Doesn't that album have Lonely Day?
1: Uh, no, that that's yet? the that's the other album, hypnotized. The but they okay. did that dual release anyway, okay. so it's pretty much you know everyone talks about those albums, and it's like those two albums mm-hmm. are pretty much one long album. So um I think. uh I mean, I, it's, it's hard, hard to choose. It's, like, hard. it's so hard to choose. I because feel like, like with that, every that album, album
0: that you've named, if I tried to get you to name your favorite song off of any one of these albums, we would be in this position and be like, it's hard, man. It, it
1: is because the the albums just are such a like cement basis for, for just how I enjoy music, how mm-hmm. I play music, how I analyze music. So it, it was like... I realized it wasn't just like I knew that these albums were going to be influence. You know, they just ended up over time becoming the thing that I realized was my influences, you yeah. know. So it's, it's definitely easy for me to like an entire album,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially when it goes like that in, mm-hmm. in my influences. Because, it, I mean, it's really hard pressed for me now to, like, approach an album – and really enjoy everything off of it. You know, like one of my favorite bands is dream theater Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, still really hard for me to, to pick, especially, you know, when they got songs like 14 minutes and stuff like that. And that's just progressive metal in general. It's just really hard for me to go and and enjoy a complete album at that point. Yeah. Because, you know, listening to so much music and just listening to so much new music as well. uh, I, I have, I don't have enough like, storage in my brain oh, to yeah. like enjoy yeah. all that it, so it's
0: very hard to find an album that's like a hundred a hundred percent like good like perfect mm-hmm. like when i go when i get to an album where it's like i like every song off that album that's that's rare mm-hmm. that yeah. i find one of those because most of the albums that i like are old like mm-hmm. yours and i just because i think like you could agree that the older bands those foundations have laid the foundation for you for other bands and oh stuff. yeah definitely. so you gave us three what are yeah. the other two? Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so the other two, a um, little bit, a little bit different. Um, uh, there's this German power metal band called Halloween. Oh, and, okay, uh, I've heard this of This one was probably uh, this one's definitely the the most recent of the albums. I guess I, I kind of like tacked it on at the end because I realized mm-hmm. how much it did influence me in the end. In 2010, they released an album called Seven Sinners. Okay, and uh, uh, just the Danny Lobel's drumming on that, uh, just a powerhouse, mm-hmm. just a powerhouse of drumming, and just uh, you know, some some of the songs and some of the names of them are corny, but I mean, there's a song on there that's like really, really, really intense called uh, Are uh, You Metal, and they they played it last year, um, on their tour with um. Uh, they did uh, just like five dates and it was like their reunited tour. They brought like their original vocalist and guitarist. Oh, wow. And uh, they just reunited old members and they came together and they played almost three hours. I saw them up in New York City um, at Gramercy Theater. And they, uh, no, I think it was, no, it was uh, it was Irving Plaza. I saw them at Irving Plaza. Okay. And um, they just, uh, they played that song and it just reminded me how intense that album was because... When I first heard it, it just created this insane just like mindset that I wanted to do everything in my power to train myself to play like him. Mm -hmm. And everything, every influence from before, like Vinnie Paul and Pantera and Mike Portnoy from his countless projects are still really held close to me. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that album for the first time – you know, I just was blown away. And I there are so many albums I wish I could just revisit yeah, and just come to uh, for the first time again and, and re-listen because I remember how amazed and the awe of just the music it, and, and how powerful it was. And I yeah. wish I could, you know, go back to that. But every time I do listen to these albums it feels like I'm listening mm-hmm. to them the first time again, especially yeah. for them is how important they are to me. Yeah,
0: so for you, they're like timeless. Oh, yeah. They'll never get old.
1: Definitely, never. Um, and the fifth album, a little bit of uh, of one that uh, probably a lot of people won't recall. There's this, um, this band from the 90s Are called um, Scatterbrain. And they I were sort I've of like, of yeah, yeah. It's like really deep cut, really deep cut. I er, I encourage everyone to go to listen to this. How did
0: you find... Album my dad it, oh, it was, nice. yeah my dad nice. literally
1: um he he had this he had the cd and once again in the old uh the old toyota pickup um the album called uh bookery and it's like they did a i think it was a mozart cover on there they did like one of the sonatas on there is it it's in it's insane and they it, they have um once again every track on there was just like insane so uh um, they have, like, they incorporate funk and sort of, like, that high-speed, mm-hmm. like, punk sound and, like, thrash metal and, like, once again, groove aspects. And so they, like, incorporate all that together. And uh, they have this song on there called Tastes Just Like Chicken or Tastes Like Chicken or something like that. And it's talking about how at the time when they were recording that, mm-hmm. you know, like, when Vanilla Ice was huge yeah. and, you know, Ice yeah. Ice Baby was the song. um They're just talking about how – um things were shifting to mainstream mm-hmm. sounds and how everything is starting to get this formulaic appeal, which is something that I kind of carry that mindset into day mm-hmm. which is I don't want to make anything that every you know that like would be formulaic to the masses yeah. and, and do stuff like that because I want to create something unique and original oh, yeah. and I try my best to do that. And and when it when it comes to the, the writing sessions of, of whatever I'm doing, because I just want to make something that someone will look at and they'll go, well, I've never kind of heard that before. I've never yeah. heard that put together in that type of way. Yeah. And that's that band. And they just like released like two or three albums and then they were gone. And no one yeah. like no one knows, like. I, I have not seen anything from those oh, guys wow. like ever again, and that album is like and it still has that important. big of an impact. Yeah. I think oh, yeah.
0: that's like the coolest thing about music that no matter all walks of life that you go through, music can always bring people together. But it's also a great way for self expression. Oh yeah, because like how you said, like with the music you make, you don't want it to be formulated for the masses, and it's something that's unique to you, and mm-hmm. that whoever likes that is going to like it because they like that style not oh, because yeah. it's mainstream and i i agree with that 100 i'm really i'm not big in the mainstream um i i appreciate bands that became mainstream that opened the door but mm-hmm. the mainstream sound i'm not a fan with and i i agree with you that with that one album that whole song when he talked about bringing up mainstream i can see it i can see how all genres mm-hmm. started going mainstream
1: and i'll bring up that it it mainstream isn't bad you know there's Yeah, there I agree. has to be people to open the door to show people what that lifestyle mm-hmm. and that type of music is about and you know that's that's why i don't i mean that's why a lot of the the metallica hate and everything it's it's yeah. like why even at this point it's yeah, been why it's, hate? It's, it's it's been overblown so much we need people like them we oh, need yeah. people like sabbath to open the door to show people what the music's about, and to bring people in to enjoy that type of music, yeah. because you know you don't want to you don't want to shut it off and make it to where you're not growing your audience. Because yeah. you want to bring people to shows that haven't heard these bands before. Mm-hmm. You know you want to bring people to um, to local shows that don't know what any of it's about yeah. to see the the intensity and to enjoy all that. It's like you want to promote it as much as you can to people who either aren't fans of it in general or Mm -hmm. just wouldn't think about going to one of those shows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you need people like them. And I think it's important all around for that genre and just like any genre in general to have those uh, those door openers, you know? Yeah. For sure. So
0: for for how the metal that we like. You mm-hmm. know, we we say Metallica opened the door, but mm-hmm. for our genres or our subgenres of metal, mm-hmm. what bands would you say opened the doors?
1: Um definitely all those um that I listed uh, for sure with those albums. I think when I started getting into heavier music, um I think as far as like death metal goes, uh, Dying Fetus definitely oh, did yeah. a lot for mm-hmm. opening what I would say is, like, the next level of of inspiration for me and, and bringing those yeah. types of elements into the the playing and stuff that I do now, for sure.
0: Would you say that Dying Fetus is one of your favorites?
1: Oh, for sure. And death metal? Definitely in Brutal Death Metal and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, bro, oh, yeah. Dying
0: Fetus is the shit boy. Yeah. I swear.
1: Yeah. They are very fucking intense. They it's are, just, like... Like,
0: just three people. I just saw them
1: at yeah. the Ramcat
0: in Winston. Oh, yeah. And... I still get mind blown. It's like the like the third time I've seen them. I still get mind blown that the three of them are doing all that. Yeah. And it's just how the bass player will play with the guitar and mm-hmm. do the do the solos on the bass. And I'm just like, how how can three people do this? It blows my mind of how brutal it can be. Yeah,
1: such a powerhouse for three people just to uh, just to come up on stage and pretty much like just own it and mm-hmm. just like. Um, show what they're about and, and bring that level of intensity to the crowds. And even though, you know, they're, you know, they're like such a, uh, I guess, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think even though they're just like a three piece, Mm -hmm. I think that that, I think a lot of people come to the table with. I think that maybe having three people isn't enough to have a heavy band and I think that that's such like nah you yeah. got to you got to show people exactly a, This is why we can be a three piece. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So for what they bring to the table, I think that they're doing it perfectly. Oh, yeah. I think that they don't need a rhythm guitarist. I don't think that they need anything else. Both of them doing vocals and both mm-hmm. of them being able to play and Trey Williams just tearing up the kit. Oh, yeah. I love when that band. When
0: he plays, like, I was watching him. When he played, it acts like he's not even playing drums. Like, he was so distracted, and I was like, I can't even pat my head and rub my stomach. And <laughs> you're doing all this, and you're looking outside. Yeah. I don't even know how to, like, do any of that. Trey but, Williams is such a yeah. humble
1: dude. He's so he's so awesome. I got to um meet him and talk to him at one point. And uh, he's just very, very, very um, open about talking to people who are interested in in his music and his techniques and everything. And he's just a great um, teacher and he's just a great person to, to learn from. And um, uh, he's just, Very, 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 very insightful person, and uh, I love that band definitely. That is so cool. Another
0: thing with Dying Fetus is how we brought up the grooves. Mm -hmm. Dying Fetus, their new, like their newest record, Wrong One to Fuck With. Yeah, there are a lot of grooves in that. Intense. That whole, like my favorite song off the album is Fixated on Devastation. I was
1: about to bring that one up because that Mm -hmm. tempo change that they do right after the beginning. It's like, yeah, that's
0: just it goes so hard. Yeah,
1: no, there's not a lot of bands that, that yeah. can that can pull that off and do that like really well. But yeah. they just they continue to that's that's they just continue to blow my mind with mm-hmm. just great 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 albums. And you think that like such a genre where um you can get lost in riffs. And, oh yeah. And and have a lot of like maybe subpar songs. Their albums still. Generally are very 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 intriguing and very very listenable. So because it's
0: like they're so good, like it's so technical. It's just you can listen to it every time I listen to that album, I find something new. mm -hmm. I'm always like, oh, I didn't hear that before, because there's so much going on mm -hmm. with just three people. Oh yeah, and I still can't get over that. It's just (laughs) I'm just like, holy shit! Like there's three of you.
1: Yeah, I think I think that they'll just continue to just just slay and and Mm -hmm. just kill just. Oh yeah, just they're gonna a great, subject everyone to abuse. Yeah, exactly. No pun intended, exactly. but <laughs> it's gonna so, be. It's they're they're just amazing. I, that's all that's all I can pretty much say. They're just that's an amazing, amazing band.
0: We stand. We yeah, stand. We, dying we fetus. stand. Dying fetus. So have you always been a drum guy?
1: Yeah, um, I, I've pretty much. Uh, my my dad plays and uh, he continues to play, um, and he's on the road a lot. So uh, I I kind of um, took up drumming just pretty much as like a natural a natural thing. I tried learning guitar and um I can I can make some riffs but mm-hmm. I'm not like technical by any means. Um and then I uh, learned piano. I can play, I can play piano and,
0: we're going to hear piano on a nuclear desolation song. N-
1: not anytime soon. Maybe, Come on, maybe, man. maybe something, maybe something in the future. <laughs> not, on not on the album that we got prepared to record now. Uh, okay. We're, uh, we're, we've already got everything written. We're getting ready to uh, get in the studio in nice. about a month. That's um, fun. but definitely drums. Um, I play bass as well, but, uh, drums definitely. That's, um, that's the natural route, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, um, this past year was, uh, 10 years, um, for me, uh, attending Trans-Siberian orchestra shows. Oh, nice. And I know it's a little bit different, you know, Christmas metal type yeah. stuff, you know, is <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah. what everyone calls it, you know? And, and, and once again, you know, we need door, door openers for mm-hmm. people that, you know, that don't listen to metal a lot. A lot of people go to these shows. They're an arena, oh, yeah. they're an arena band, you know? Yeah. So, um, I've been going to see them for 10 years and, uh, for for the past, um, I'd say about five, their drummer um, Jeff Blake has been mm. the most welcoming, um, and open arm person to mm. uh, just uh, having a, a great friendship and uh, being honestly a mentor for me because um, they they're one of the first bands I also that I remember listening to and and getting interested in and just going and seeing them so many times and, and doing uh, the meet and greets with them after the shows, they uh, um, they're just amazing people. And eventually Jeff, you know, started remembering me and uh, um, took me over to the side one day and was talking to me and, and just uh, it, it was so, it was so humbling to, to see someone at his level, you know, talk to me yeah. and, you know, give me a pair of a sticks and, and, you know, tell me to get connected with him mm-hmm. on Facebook and to to send him stuff that I'm doing and and to um, just keep him updated with yeah. with my progress and you know um,
0: and that's always great to have like someone that you look up to. Oh yeah, like, g- like actually like want to see you mm-hmm. like do good. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing for people that i think most people they have a really good idea and they have the talent it's just they don't have that confidence to back it and once oh, yeah. you get it it's like you can't be stopped so i think that's really cool that you yeah. have because i could tell just yeah. by just looking at you and you talking about it it's just like he means he means a lot definitely to you.
1: yeah he is uh he's definitely a very uh close person in my life because um you know i uh i lost my mom three years ago and um he uh He's been, you know, he checked in with me and he was, you know, I I remember making a post on my 18th birthday and I was just like, I was like, you know, I I hope I'm making you proud by doing what I'm doing, following music and everything. And I just remember him messaging me and he was like, you know, you're definitely making your mom proud. You got a kick ass kid, by the way. Just keep it up. You know, and I was just like, that's such a, that's such a, you know, it's such an amazing feeling for someone To, to care that much. Mm-hmm. And, and especially at, at his level, it, just, it, it reminds you that these are just people. Yeah. The, exactly. the people on, on these levels, they are just regular people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I couldn't ask for a, a better, you know, inspiration, someone to look up to and a mentor just in my life for, for yeah. jobs, because, that is, you know, that is other, other than my dad, mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, yeah, Jeff, Jeff played is just an amazing human being. And I, I, you know, I, I I love that band and I love what he does and just overall an amazing person for sure.
0: Yeah, that's nice. So besides him, are there any other drummers that inspired you to help you get your type of style?
1: Definitely, of drumming, definitely. Like who? Mike Portnoy, for Ooh. sure. Um, like I was saying earlier, you know, Dream Theater is such an important band, and um, I guess the progression of my of my sound now, um, that I just um. I admire his work ethic because Mm -hmm. he'll get off uh, a tour with uh, with one band and then he'll be right in the studio working on another album and then he'll get right on tour with another band and then that album's getting finished and when that album's finished – they're getting on tour, and he's just fucking nonstop yeah. and that's what I want to do. you know, he'll go so hard for You're a full already year. doing
0: that. it's like i'm
1: I'm, I'm us trying, to, trying to make yeah. a
0: plan. You're just like, oh, I'll be in like Durham, I got a show. I'll be yeah. coming back from a show. I'm just like, what do you not do? It's yeah. like
1: I'm putting what's going on with rain? I'm what putting rain thousands doing? of miles on my car. <laughs> weekly oh yeah going gas everywhere ain't cheap either. gas is not cheap <laughs> i'll tell you I, gas is cheaper in south carolina though i'll, I'll say that yeah, it's true yeah I, I came back from spartanburg playing ground zero and uh yeah i got that oh, what was it? it was like 245 i think got that 245 gas and i was <laughs> living because it was like 275 <laughs> up here i was like yeah Ooh, i'm getting that bad. i'm getting that but um yeah yeah mike portnoy yeah definitely um because i remember being in middle school and uh, uh, the Rev was from Avenged mm-hmm. Sevenfold, huge um, other you know influence of mine. And I remember him uh, passing away, mm-hmm. and I remember uh, A Nightmare, the single from that mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. album, title track came out, and I was just like, "Yo, this mm, that's sick. is yeah. <laughs> this is sick," you know. Yeah, that's sick. And and I remember kind of getting. Introduced to him because uh, you know a long time ago I wasn't really into to progressive metal I mm-hmm. really like I I just I didn't really have a knack for it then yeah so when I found out that it was it was Mike that recorded uh, Nightmare mm-hmm. after uh, the Rev passed away it kind of got me interested in his other projects and that's sort of how I started getting into into Dream Theater as I was getting older and and listening to his stuff but you know he's he's done everything from that album with uh Avenged Sevenfold, he did uh all the Dream Theater stuff up until um Black Clouds and Silver Linings. Uh he filled in for uh Twisted Sister after AJ oh, Perro wow. passed away. He did Adrenaline Mob, he's done Sons of Apollo, he's done The Winery Dogs, uh Neil Morse band. He's done so much that mm-hmm. he is such an important character in in uh in just metal yeah. that I, he is definitely in my like top three influences. If I could like, if I could put all of them into a top um, three. All yeah of them. Yeah. But, um, very, uh, honestly, very, uh, humble person too, because I, um, I got to talk to him after the Sons of Apollo show here oh, in, uh, Cat's nice. um, Cradle mm-hmm. at, uh, in, in Carborough, And he talked to me for like 30 minutes and we just went on about how the Avenged Sevenfold writing sessions were and how, um. How Sons of Apollo came to be, mm-hmm. and and just about how much he he as you know just himself has influenced me, um, and he just listened and and took all that in. So um, definitely I you know he's very up there for me. That is awesome.
0: So there's also another genre that you're really big into besides metal, because even though you're wearing black, you are not wearing. A metal shirt. Not you're at all. wearing ASAP Rocky.
1: Yes. So,
0: yes. would you say you're a rap fan?
1: Definitely, definitely. So, how
0: did you get in the rap?
1: And I'll go on the other side of the parents thing. My mom, okay. My mom uh, influenced me um, with that. I remember, I remember two two thousand two thousand eight. You know, uh, T Pain and Florida. You know, oh, Low and all that stuff. Low. Yeah. So I remember Apple like. Bottom. Jeans. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. I remember. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was really really. Um, different time for rap then, you know, Ludacris and Usher were doing a lot. Yeah, a yeah, lot. Of, a lot of it was, dance. A, it was club it was yeah. like club music then, you yeah. know.
0: Early two thousands, like that R and B two thousands will always forever be my favorite. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my God. That's that's where it started, mm-hmm. you know. So um from listening to, you know, Fifty Cent and um and like Usher and everything uh, uh, back then to to now. Um, I remember listening to, to Kanye back in 08, you know, when he was, when he was doing all that stuff back then um, with Heartless, you mm-hmm. know, and 808s and Heartbreak and all that came out. It, um, that was definitely something um, that I continued to, to grow into as I got older. And, uh, you know, now it's just like being able to see how um, uh, metal has changed, right, mm-hmm. from, from what it was in, in 2000s to now – uh to seeing how rap changed oh, from yeah. you know two thousands to now. It's it's such a different um scene, such a different um it's a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I really I really enjoy from everything from back then to, to now, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I
0: Who are like your favorites right now? Like right are right, you gave top five albums, so top five artists, top five
1: Okay. Uh, let's see. Um I I can definitely give like my top
0: I already know which one of your artists is going to be. Yeah, yeah, I already know which one it Um, is.
1: So I'd say, like, definitely one of my top favorite rappers for sure, just producers in general, is Kanye. You know, Mm -hmm. Kanye's done so much in music from the time when he was producing um, for Mm Jay-Z all back then to when he, you know, um, did the college dropout in 04. And a lot of people, you know, um, don't understand, like, how much – drive and passion that he had you know he got in a uh, a serious car accident which inspired his song through the wire off mm-hmm. of his debut project where he wrapped that whole song with his jaw wired shut you know that wow. type of like uh in, um i guess drive and passion uh is definitely very very uh you know inspirational yeah. for for creating music and being a producer and stuff so um i just i, I think it's i think what he's done from the college dropout all the way to now with his, uh, collaborative project with Kid Cudi Mm -hmm. on, um, kids, See Ghosts" is just, uh, such a, such an amazing, um, timeline of music with, with just timeless classics in there. And, you know, kind of going on to Kid Cudi, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone remembers day and night. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cudi was just, uh, Definitely inspiration oh, I for that.
0: Remember when that song came out, I have never heard anything like that song mm-hmm. when it came out.
1: Yeah, he he like, did a lot mm-hmm. on that album to really shift hip hop and so so pretty much w- what Cuddy's done, um solo, what Cuddy's done uh, with Kanye, that's definitely been um some of my favorite stuff i I really am a huge Travis Scott fan. I really enjoy Astroworld and, and, uh, favorite
0: song, go, uh,
1: favorite song. Probably can't say probably oh, that, that. Is it one of them? Yeah. One of yeah. Yeah. Nice. The song, uh, I'm going to throw uh, you
0: a birthday party that has like your face, but like the,
1: on the, the, the mouth. The, oh yeah. It's just going to be you.
0: It's going to be the, like your hair album cover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring your own Astro World
1: Oh, uh, it's amazing. I, um, yeah, I went and saw, saw Travis play, um, at Spectrum Center and, uh, yeah, that that show that he put on was probably one of the best stage shows, mm-hmm. I think of this of this like era, you know, or what or whatever this like time period that we are in as far as rap goes. I think that he really pushed the limits yeah. for what you could do, and the, the I show think that in music in hold. general.
0: He oh yeah, because like now like stage shows are very important because i think in this day and age we get bored people get bored really quickly mm-hmm. so if people aren't running around if you're not doing anything you're mm-hmm. gonna get bored you know because i've seen bands that are good
1: but mm-hmm. they just
0: stand there yeah and then because I, I went to epicenter and mm-hmm. mgk was on and you know i was like i was waiting for rob zombie but mm-hmm. he was so entertaining to watch and run around and i didn't go to see travis scott but from snapchat thanks to snapchat i saw a lot of it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> wow yeah. That
0: was like the roller coaster and everything that he had inside like mm-hmm. that is crazy. There was
1: a circular one in the back. Oh um, wow. And you could actually get over there by the by the thing. And there was this um there was this lady with a clipboard and mm-hmm. she would you know let you get on if you were really nice and everything. So there were people back there getting on and uh, nice. Um I I will say I feel bad um because it couldn't all be a floor show. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely experiencing Travis on the floor was something that I think if you're a Travis Scott fan, you should definitely experience because the the level of intensity with the people that are seeing the show, and just the energy that he's giving off, is is insane. Yeah. And um, yeah, I will I will always I have that up in my like top top oh, ten yeah. shows and. Yeah, he's, for good he's, reasons. Yeah, for good reasons. And I'll be, I'll be real with, uh, with Astro World. It really honestly took, um, it made me take a different approach from what I was doing with producing too. Cause, um, I do some stuff at my home studio and, and make beats and, and, uh, send them out to, um, you know, friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that and, and locals. And, and I do a more, you know, fun side project type thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've, um, I've produced uh, with my friend from um, the college I go to in Mm -hmm. Statesville, my friend Tyler. Um, Me and him have done some stuff. And it's honestly really, really um, interesting when you start working with other people because I did a lot of producing by myself. And um, I never really had anyone in my circle that, you know, I could work with or mm-hmm. collaborate with, or produce with. So when I started, um, cause I'm a jazz drummer, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I started at was yeah. playing jazz, um, for three years before I ever thought about playing metal or hard rock or anything. Um, I did jazz. So I did, uh, I played drums in my jazz ensemble at my college and I, that's where I met Tyler. And, you know, when we started doing, um, uh, some sessions together where we were just like in his studio sitting there chilling and we were just uh, coming up with anything. One time we were working on this beat and I I just got on the piano and I started playing these, these chords and, uh, and he uh, went in there and started chopping up the beat and, you know, we got in there and we collaborated on the drums and laid it down and we just, we kind of sat back and we, we played it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's kind of hitting, kind of hitting pretty hard right here. I think, I think something needs to, needs to be changed. And he's like, yeah, um, what you think? And I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me, let me see what I can do. And I get on my program and I literally change up one thing. I put a really hard hit in 808 at the beginning of, uh, each of the four bars. Mm-hmm. Really simple, right? Really simple change. But it just made all that difference. difference. We yep. sat back and we played <laughs> that song and we were like, fuck.
0: fine blown. Yeah.
1: Insane. It just oh, changed yeah. the whole feel oh, of yeah. the song. And we were like, yep, it's that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. I think
0: that's cool with music that, you know, that even though you do are in a metal band, you listen to a lot of different types of music to help you get influence, which I think is really cool in today's age. That's like everyone's trying to find something new to do. And with having different music oh, yeah. involved that's pretty cool so with being a big metal and rap fan how similar or different do you think the two genre scenes so to speak are
1: um not that different at all other than the people um that listen to it and the people that um i guess don't understand the other Mm -hmm. that are a huge fan of the other um there are definitely a lot of similarities i went and saw um, like you point out with my shirt, asap Rocky, I went and saw asap Rocky in January, and I can't remember what song he played after, but he had this like like his stage show was like about it was sort of like you know like crash test type mm-hmm. of um sets it was like crash test dummies and cars and stuff oh, wow. like that and so there was like this person who spoke over the intercom, you know like tests you know concluding and and stuff like that so um, there was that one part where the the instructional video was like i'm going to teach how everyone how to do a mosh pit and so like you remember being in middle school and going to youtube and typing in like craziest mosh pit ever oh, or, yeah. something like like insane, yeah, or something like that it's like a loud
0: wire
1: yeah something like that or um the exodus you know rob duke era oh, uh, one yeah. with, the, with the wall of death or the dagobo one mm-hmm. i can't remember it was overseas somewhere uh, they were showing these videos of those ones on, you know. Really? Uh, yeah. And it oh, was like, wow. all right, well, I want everyone. And, you know, ASAP Rocky was, you know, I want everyone on this side. I want everyone to fucking split and yeah. get on two sides. I want everyone on this side. Yeah. to run into the motherfuckers over there. Yeah, I just
0: think it's funny that in rap it's like they explain it, and then like in metal it's like, all right, left to right, yeah. front and back,
1: yeah, let's yeah, let's do this, and well, we're all just like, yeah, hyped. yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I, I think it's because all the motherfuckers that are at the shows, you know, they already know what to do. They you already, know? Know. they already know but what's like, up. <laughs> like, like rap and everything. Like, it's, it's. I think definitely it's with, Well, with with the you know with I, I guess like a lot of the Florida rappers that are coming in, there's mm-hmm. so much of intensity with these live shows now. Oh yeah. That it's like, you know, when when I saw Isap Rocky and Comethazine, they were like people were going just insane mm-hmm. with, with moshing and, and
0: uh wasn't there moshing that Travis Scott Yeah. Too. Oh my God,
1: I hit the floor. Like like I oh, I, I slipped on some on some beer and I hit the floor and I had a huge bruise on my oh, elbow. So bruises was, yeah. are
0: universal in both genres. Yes, yes. So
1: like <laughs> Definitely, I think um, I think everyone in metal already knows what's up. But oh, you know, yeah, we're we're you know, if you go to a rap show and you're not I as familiar with metal, yeah, yeah you're I, gonna you're gonna yeah. learn at some point. You I think know. it's
0: also different because I went and saw Suicide Boys, mm-hmm. which is rap, but mm-hmm. it has a more intense metal esque mm-hmm. type thing. Um, those are different. Like those Mosh Pits are different. I feel like the only difference between the two genres, because I really think that metal and rap are very coincidental. Mm -hmm. um the difference is just the vibe because i remember i saw someone fall during suicide boys and they just damn stomped on them Mm -hmm. whereas if you're at a metal show everyone stops Mm -hmm. and it's like are you good and it's like yeah and then they push you and for sure i think there's more of a manners i guess but i just think it's because for metal i just think it's more of a close-knit community
1: Mm -hmm. but well i uh, once again i think a lot of people are definitely starting to understand yeah. how rap shows are changing and, yeah. and getting it, more it's intense evolving and, yeah for sure mm-hmm. you know so you know i when i fell at travis scott i had someone come scoop me right up well, that's good. so you know it's like it's definitely depending on you. it know, might the person. have been suicide
0: boys yeah uh, no, suicide Boys scares me i like. mean <laughs> i mean
1: i think i think i think ghost and the code orange show that they did up in philly probably you had a lot of the same i people like there, those you know? crossovers
0: though yeah
1: with, oh my god because i need I, more mixed genre oh yeah. shows because
0: i honestly believe that like if you like rap i honestly feel like hardcore people would love hardcore because it's mm. the yelling it's that groove to it mm-hmm. you know and like i show a lot of my friends like hardcore if they're in the rap and they're just like dude mm-hmm. like, this is sick and then my dad's not really big in the rap but he likes the stage shows and he loves, I showed him Travis Scott. I showed him like young Dolph ASAP and he's not a fan of the music, but he loves their voice. He loves the stage show. And I think that's a big key Mm -hmm. with all of it.
1: Oh yeah. I, uh, I played a, I played a show in Greensboro one time with a bunch of different bands and acts on there. There was like comedians on there. There Mm -hmm. was like hardcore bands and death metal bands and rappers and everything. And, uh, it was just really fun overall. And, uh, there was this uh, one rapper from Savannah, Dope Knife. He just like absolutely killed it, and everyone mm-hmm. enjoyed the performance and just loved what he brought. And uh, I think that's great when you can have someone that comes out there for a specific band and see something that they you know didn't really think that they were gonna enjoy, and then they just fucking love it. Yeah. And and that's that that's is honestly feeling. yeah that's honestly mm-hmm. what what brings a lot of people into liking new music. Oh yeah, and, and all that for, for sure. sure, definitely. Yeah. I
0: think. I think more crossovers would be well because it's like what you said the open doors and to get people to understand it mm-hmm. would be to have shows like this and I think in this day and age it is because I see a lot of rappers wearing like I've seen a lot of celebrities wear band shirts like merch mm-hmm. but not like the bands that we know like yeah. bands that, like you have to be you have to know the bands mm-hmm. and like because I remember I saw Travis Scott wearing a Pantera shirt and I was like Y'all, listen, like, y'all bump this? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to hear... L- damn, Lucy Vert
1: l- listen to I know, to he Lord was at Lord of, Shore. Lord of Shore. Yeah.
0: damn... I lost it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, like they're metalheads. I want to see... I want Travis Scott or someone to do, like, a cover of, like, a Pantera song.
1: It'd be interesting. like like how Denzel
0: Curry did.
1: With, uh, with Rage. Rage. Oh, my God. Denzel that Curry. That was, like,
0: the best thing.
1: I, I would want... I, in, instead of Profits of Rage or anything that they're, that they're wanting to do now, I'd rather uh, Rage Against the Machine come back. If Zach De La Roche doesn't want to do it, then put Denzel Curry in there. The, you in the seat. There you go. There you go. Because he would definitely Damn would keep it. the energy. Oh, yeah.
0: That would be fun. Oh, yeah. So we're going to close this out, but I want to thank you again for coming. Definitely. It's been really fun. So Thank you very much. What social medias can the Butcher Crew find you at?
1: Um, My personal. um stuff to keep up with what I'm doing as far as touring and session work and all music stuff that I do. You can uh, find me on Instagram at rock and rain, R-O-C-K-I-N-R-A-I-N-E. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can, um, I I think I got a Twitter still. Yeah. You can find, you can find me on Twitter. Um, my, my bands, uh, you can find nuclear desolation on Instagram and nuclear desolation official, uh, on Facebook as well. You can find uh, "Everyone Must Die" on Facebook and Instagram as well, and you can find Ozai on on uh, Facebook. And all those bands are getting ready to enter the studio and record full links. And some of us have already started awesome. on those. And uh, all the bands are on Spotify, uh, Apple sure Music, all of it.
0: You can check it out on the Sauce Butcher Shop, The Bone Cruncher.
1: Definitely, you, you already definitely know. be able to. Heck
0: yeah! But <laughs> well, thank you again for coming in. It's been fun. Definitely,
1: thank you First. very much
0: first guest we love that but all right butcher crew that's all i have for you today thank you so much for tuning in i hope y'all have a great rest of your day you are listening to the saw's butcher shop only on wknc stay metal